0: Welcome to Read or Watch. We are your hosts. I am Michelle and this is Ashton. Hi. In this segment, we will be talking about Watchmen. Um, oh, yeah. I am... oh yeah. Oh yeah. Will we ever? Though important to point out, we are primarily focusing on the graphic novel versus the movie um, with mm-hmm. a little bit of sprinkling of TV show, but not that much TV show. Um, we're trying to keep true to the fact that the movie is an adaptation of the graphic novel pretty closely, whereas the TV show is not. It is more of a sequel than anything else. So, yeah. with that in mind, I'm going to let everybody know that I am typically a reader. I like to read things before I watch them, and that is true in this case. I actually did read the graphic novel long before I saw the movie.
1: Yeah, and I'm typically a watcher. Usually I enjoy movies before I go back and read the source material. In this case, yeah, I watched the movie before I read the graphic novel.
0: So, What's that, it about? <laughs> what's the graphic novel about? <laughs> God, Good question. Um, so it is about it takes place in 1985. It's pretty much about a group of we'll call them masked heroes dealing with the fact that one of their own was murdered. This all takes place during the Cold War between the States and the Soviet Union. And it's really just a collection of characters trying to figure out what the heck is going on.
1: <laughs> what the heck?
0: <laughs> what the heck? um that's truly truly what what this is for anyone who has not read or watched this we're not going to be doing a full-on explanation so you may not know what the heck we're talking about sometimes I'd recommend you read and or watch we'll tell you at the end what you should do but we recommend consuming the content so that you understand what we're about to be discussing so jumping right into the discussion the first thing I want to talk about is the (laughs) casting of the movie
1: yeah the
0: casting
1: yeah, what did you I, I looked, think like, i actually really liked a, a a lot of the casting like there were definitely major uh differences um around like some characters that that you say read in the graphic novel as opposed to watched on screen like i think of uh rorschach um uh, cuz like the description he has in the book versus the person that you see on screen um like there's definitely some differences there although the big one that i know that we've both thought about is ozymandias
0: yes my gosh so it's weird because it's wrong it's so wrong (laughs) it's so wrong (laughs) and i can see how someone yes like i'm mad at it honestly i could see how somebody who had seen the movie would already have that picture of him in their brain but when Mm. you read the graphic novel first and there's very very clear descriptions of him and his skills that don't translate to the physical being of the
1: actor. (laughs) So what I
0: mean by that is in the graphic novel, they talk actually a lot about his athletic prowess. And he's Mm -hmm. like a gymnast and he's super strong. And he has like all of these things. He's like regarded as an athlete. Yeah. And the dude they cast is just like a normal looking shape of a man. Like I was expecting like broader shoulders, buffer, that sort of situation
1: even in like the artwork for the graphic novel like he's a he's a beefcake
0: yeah he totally is and they they talk a lot about that it's like (laughs) yeah mentioned in many many scenes and i just it doesn't translate to the movie in particular and then like this is the thing i i'm sure anyone who has read and watched is aware of why does he have an accent in the movie he has a german accent occasionally that's not a thing he's not a german character like there's no description of that he's was there he another was thing boring. of
1: his accent in the, in the book? No. Because I don't know if I ever really mentioned, like, they, they, they describe his tone of voice. I don't know if they really mentioned an accent.
0: No, he like, fully born in America. Well, he, um, he was so there was no America,
1: description. Born in America to first uh, first-generation immigrants.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. It <laughs> felt like... I don't I hated the accent in the movie because sometimes he had the, he was putting on the American sometimes he did the German I was like yeah that's I don't true that was a bit so. of a back and
1: forth at times wasn't there
0: Yeah <laughs> Although, and he I mean... he presented himself as like like all of the the heroes I guess I'll call them all of the masked people mm. present themselves as like the American dream the American hero like that's really what it is the only ones who didn't necessarily do that were um, the woman whose name I can't remember
1: uh you talking about Jupiter?
0: Nope, no, not her. The other, um, the German lady, like mean, the lady who's actually German. It doesn't matter. She was in uh, the uh. Minutemen. Pulled a picture of her here lady oh, in uh, black. Silhouette. On... Thank you, Silhouette. And here was another S word. <laughs> silhouette is the only one that was like very clearly described as being German. The only one. So mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I thought it was really interesting and I really hated that about about him in the movie in particular. Um, just because he was supposed to be representing, like all of them were supposed to be representing like quote unquote American ideals. And having right. the German accent at that time just felt really, it felt weird to me. It kind of took me out of it a bit. What was your issue with him?
1: Um, I mean, I don't know if I really had like, I mean, okay. So I think I'll definitely agree with you in terms of the physique. Cause that was, that, like, especially if I had read it first, that would be very jarring to go from the person they describe as, I don't know if they describe it, but you see him in the graphic novel, and it's like he could have been carved like in a likeness to Michelangelo's David. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he's—I um, mean, like you said, he's just—he he's, almost looks like some normie in the in the movie. Yeah. So there's not really that sort of Atlas physique to him. Like the guy does an amazing job, in my opinion, of like portraying the intellect to Ozymandias and like the emotional weight of everything. Mm-hmm. But I'll definitely agree with you that the physique was very jarring um i don't know i don't know if the accent really bothered me as much um just be just for the idea of him being uh i don't know if that'd be no he would be a first generation immigrant Mm -hmm. uh born on american soil and all that but i don't know i mean he he got the intellect of the character right for me um and i can kind of see if they were going for say a physique built on speed because that was a major point of the character as well yeah, um, the you know, catching someone. the bullet. So I don't know
0: why I did it like that with <laughs> little thingies. Yeah.
1: Bullet <laughs> comes talk at you. Eh.
0: <laughs> that's not quite how he did it, but that's how I would do it. And that's why I wouldn't live. So
1: <laughs> No, you'd be um, good enough. Just took it out of the air.
0: Grab it. Um, the okay, so here's here's a here's the running theme with my issue with the casting. is just like the physical presence of different actors and like the way their body shapes are. I have a, I have gripes with. Um, oh, really? the one yeah another one is uh dr john osterman in particular not dr manhattan i don't have a problem with dr manhattan's physique specifically
1: stuff. with uh the guy he was
0: yes the guy he was because in the comic he is just as buff as he turns into so he's quite tall Like he's significantly taller than wally weaver there's a scene like a uh a panel in the graphic novel of those two walking beside each other yeah. and John is significantly taller and broader than him so when he turns into Dr. Manhattan he reforms himself like his physical presence right. mainly and in the movie it felt like he turned himself into this pinnacle type of being
1: I, mean, I don't know if you ever really got a good look at his physique in uh, the movie when he was John Osterman
0: but he's short he's short and he gets a lot bigger and broader, for sure. Like when you see him compared to Wally Weaver, okay. it, it doesn't it doesn't translate for me. Um, I thought him as an actor, like he was really really good as that character, and he was really yeah. good as Doctor Manhattan. But of course, they didn't use his body; they used the body of a professional athlete for the Doctor oh, Manhattan they? body. Yeah, um, I forget exactly what that what he was, but he was some type of I think a bodybuilder, like a pro athlete. Um, oh, okay. was the guy who did the the body work it wasn't the same guy so we can't give okay him i didn't know that, that so that's really interesting on. i don't know whose dick it was though <laughs>
1: <laughs> so.
0: and that's the other issue i have because the it does make sense for anyone like who hasn't seen this he turns into this blue being and he just doesn't feel human anymore he still looks like a human he still has the the male anatomy and it makes sense that he's so naked because he's so detached from humanity that there wouldn't be that like shamefulness of being on display all the time. Mm-hmm. But I thought the graphic novel did it really tastefully because he is clearly naked all the time, but we don't get as many like front shots. Like the the you know the panel will cut right below the midriff, so you don't always have to be confronted with his business. Yeah. Um, I found it really distracting in the movie. How often we were actually confronted with his junk, like it just didn't.
1: That's pretty fair.
0: It was. I was just like, no, thank you. <laughs> it's uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, I guess there. I mean, ad- ad- adapting anything to film will inherently have problems, especially because you can't. One thing I love about the adaptation is that it does a remarkable job of framing things almost exactly like picture to picture for the graphic novel. But at the same mm-hmm. time, there are going to be problems inevitably where you can't always frame things in the same sort of way. Yeah. But I mean, I, I definitely see what you mean there. There was a, what's going on there.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was. <laughs> um, so that, those are my big issues with the characters, but like the visual or the casting of the characters, I would say. I think, I think pretty he... much everyone else, they like totally nailed.
1: 100%. Jeffrey Dean
0: Morgan as the comedian.
1: Yeah, he was.
0: Spectacular.
1: Just Yeah, not, not, not just to like, not, not just to like the, the, The emotional portrayal of the character but like physically Mm -hmm. like yeah like the comedian was bang on for for visual speaking um and like the guy that got for night owl yeah he could have just walked up he yeah i
0: own the only thing i little bit wish is because he put on 35 pounds for the role i honestly wish he put on a bit more um okay that's fair Because in the comic book, there are quite a few scenes of Dryberg, like, Dan, Night Owl, Mm -hmm. naked, um, where we see he's got the little paunch going on. He's got that little dad bod situation. And Mm -hmm. that didn't really come across as much. And I think that was something that didn't come across for a lot of the characters, like, a lot of the heroes. Because they're all Mm -hmm. supposed to be, like, in retirement. They're aging. They're not at that, like, physical peak that they used to be. Whereas, like, it's Hollywood, and we're not going to let people get actually fat or... (laughs) you know what I mean? Look anything yeah. less than spectacular. And I yeah. think that was a bit of a miss because it didn't feel like such a big jump for the characters to get back into being superheroes or whatever, what yeah. have you. I, I don't like using the word superhero for the
1: Watchmen. In the comic book, they they make the distinction uh, between the Minutemen, the Minutemen and the Watchmen, where mm-hmm. the Minutemen they describe as costumed heroes, but mm-hmm. especially because the Watchmen brought with them Dr. Manhattan, that's when they say that it went into the edge of the superhero. So I think superhero yeah. is a bit more apt in this in this well, sense.
0: In this case, the only superhero in the entire thing is Doctor Manhattan because everyone else is supposed to be like human without any right. really extra abilities. You do have Ozymandias. I don't know how to say Ozymandias. Ozymandias. Uh, uh, Ozymandias. I wrong. I always. I always. I'm gonna mess up hundred and one <laughs> times. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, he is the smartest man alive but also yeah. they say that and i don't know if i fully agree because some no. of the things that happen i'm like i think you could have thought of that thought that through you could have seen that coming i don't know but he also can't like read the future or anything so he i guess right. did the best with the information he had
1: well, i'm now, not is, too is, sure is that in reference to the graphic novel or the way it's depicted in the movie
0: um, honestly both, because the thing that I think if he was the smartest man alive he should have seen coming was uh Dryberg coming out of retirement. He didn't see that coming in both in both versions. Not that it right. stopped him in any way, but I just Yeah I I don't know. He he seemed a bit surprised by that. Just like, I mean, oh, I, I, what uh, up, a bit man?
1: surprised, yeah. But I mean, uh in both cases it I I got the impression that you know that that he's looking at Bigger pictures than, say, Mm -hmm. like you say, a superhero that wouldn't have stopped him anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's such an it's such an interesting. I don't know. The ending is interesting, but we won't get there yet. We're not going there yet. yet. We're saving that for everybody who does or doesn't know what that's all about.
1: Keyword yet, Um, in that it it is inevitable because that's a major point.
0: Oh, it's huge. You can't talk the movie and the graphic novel and not not (laughs) touch on that at all. That would be absolutely bananas. So as someone who read the graphic novel first, there's a few things that upon my first viewing in the movie, I was like, where did this go? Where
1: is, yeah, because where, there's, where there's a lot that they, mm-hmm. I mean, and again, speaking to the nature of adaptation that they inevitably had to cut out. But like, even then, there are, there's, because the graphic novel has so much going for it. And like, there's so many different uh, threads and plot points that are almost integral to the tone of the graphic novel. Like if you go to the movie, there's so much that, that had to get cut out.
0: Totally. I think you nailed it in the tone. I think the movie did a really good job of trying to portray the overall tone of the graphic novel with the limited time. Because it yeah. ended up being like, I think it's like a two and a half hour movie for the regular version. <laughs> it's a three and a half for the extended. Yeah. Which does do a little bit better with the tone, with the added things but it still doesn't fully capture it. So the things Uh that stood out to me, obviously the most as someone who read the graphic novel first was the Tales of the Black Freighter. Yeah, Um, which is huge. Which is huge in, it's this underlying, it's when you read the graphic novel, honestly, it's a little bit confusing or it feels a Mm -hmm. little weird to be reading it because it is a side story of a character reading a comic book in the comic book like it's it's like yeah. this double layer inception situation where the character's reading the comic book but the themes of that comic book which is the tales of the black freighter they interweave so perfectly with what's actually going on in the watchman story overall that mm-hmm. it adds to the tone unbelievably even though yeah. in the extended version of the movie they actually animated those and put them in there i don't think it does it doesn't do it justice, unfortunately, but I also don't i don't know of a better way for them to have done that. I think yeah. for a movie adaptation, it had to be changed and removed. Like it wasn't going to land the same because it, yeah, it felt think, like, so, I don't know. It was so in there. It was so like woven in there.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think like, especially with the visuals you got from the Tales of the Black Freighter, like I, I think that's like that going, I mean, having watched the movie first and then going to the graphic novel, There was such a heavier impact in the tone of the thing because that is not a light read, The Tales of the Black Vader. Like every time it cuts into that, like the visuals, the narrative you get, the writing, it's brutal stuff. So, like, Mm -hmm. especially when you see that being played in parallel to what's happening with the events of the quote unquote real world, Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it does so much for the brutality of almost everything that's going on. Like the bleakness, I would say
0: yes especially because think,
1: as you said it like this this takes place during the cold war mm-hmm. so like there's so many bleak notes that you don't get already
0: i think i think the movie tries really hard to encapsulate that feeling of foreboding of just what i can only imagine the cold war would have felt like it's like the world can mm-hmm. end any day now and you have to live with that feeling over your head and I think the movie really, really tried to create that, and I just don't think they did it to the degree that the graphic novel did. Like, the graphic novel felt heavy. It felt bleak. Even the ending, 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 like the final scene yeah, um, just hints to the fact that, like, it, nothing, it's not over. Nothing's over. It, it's always going to be like this, kind of, that it was dark. It was just a dark ending, even though... Yeah, it's just dark. I don't know without like saying anything more about <laughs> it, and I think a lot of that can be attributed to the extra. I don't want to know what to call it, but the extra little inserts into the graphic novel, where we're getting mm. like novel, not graphic, just novel. I mean,
1: literally, because like the what you get in addition to like the panel art of the graphic novel are like it'll be framed as an excerpt from novels, literally. Um,
0: Wow. i like flipped to it like up where, specifically by accident that was amazing yeah like you
1: like you'll have you, you almost saw it there oh. where it's like pages of artwork and then you turn to the next one and it's just a wall of text mm-hmm. um which i think to the movie's credit and i didn't even realize until i went back to revisit the Watchmen movie is that i think they did as best as they could and a really good job in my opinion of like telling some of the stories that were in that wall of text that you didn't really that you wouldn't have had time for like what happened to all of the heroes um yeah which are really only mentioned like in passing or within the novel of saying like who got sent to an insane asylum or who got murdered because Mm of uh circumstances of the times yeah i like this it portrayed like this almost horrifically beautiful sequence off the top of the movie
0: yes i was gonna say that the the introduction but maybe first five to ten minutes of the movie is mm. in my mind perfection. Yeah, the that the clip of like what happens to the comedian, that whole situation plays out really up until Rorschach fights the police. Like that part, I'm like, eh. But <sighs> the comedian getting thrown out the window, that whole that whole sequence um, is shot for shot exactly what happens in the graphic, and yeah. that like. Like, literally shot for shot, I had, like, put it up there, Lou, here's the shot, it's shot for shot, it's spectacular, I already sent it to him. Yeah,
1: and like, us. especially with the use of slow motion in that fight sequence, like, mm. like it'll, it'll ramp down to him getting thrown into a mirror or whatever, and it's like, you could pull the panel from the comic book, and there it is.
0: Yeah, it was beautiful. And then, moving into the times they are a change in song, that mm. kind of slow scroll of the setting up the world truly of where they're at in terms of the cold war what's happening with these mass heroes like the keen act like all of these things that you get from the extended universe and like those excerpts in the graphic novel is kind of mushed mm. into that sequence in a way that lands really well like that is such a good sequence i just think it's freaking spectacular and it feels yeah. very true to the comic i think it starts to go off the rails past that point but up to that point it's like 10 out of 10 perfect
1: (laughs) yeah definitely like that is like especially if you go from like reading the graphic novel directly to the movie like Mm -hmm. there's imagery that you get here described in the in the comic book that's like it's again it's like right to picture yeah and it's like yeah it's phenomenal the way they pulled off that sequence yeah It, it is almost a genuinely perfect intro
0: Oh, for sure. It's one of my favorite movie intros, just straight up. It, it's yeah. There's something about the pairing of the music in that scene with the visuals of that scene that just, like, it works for me so much.
1: Yeah, but uh, I would definitely agree with that.
0: The thing I think they really, really miss, and this is besides the big thing that we'll, we'll move into really quickly, is these side stories about the newspaper people that uh,
1: is do you mean in, in terms movie. of like the uh, the news vendor or like both. the publisher
0: both any the, the newspaper related stories are pared mm. down to such a degree in the movie that it doesn't land it doesn't work but the thing that i found was really interesting because so like here's my how i've read and enjoyed these things i read mm. it i watched it i watched the tv show i read it i watched the movie so here's the, here's the important tidbit from that. So I was paying extreme attention to the newspaper side story because that's the thing that always, besides the Black Freighter to me, felt just removed completely from all of the stories, including the TV show. I felt like anything newspaper related was not there. I mean, however, however, there's a little nugget in there that actually made the TV show better for me. So anyone who's seen the TV show um, knows that, this, the tv show takes place in current times. it is based it's a continuation of what the events in the graphic novel and the ending of the graphic novel and the world after that
1: oh really but
0: yes and why oh, should of be noted the...
1: that i haven't seen the tv show i've only watched the movie
0: yeah you should watch the tv show because it's sick <laughs> it doesn't feel necessarily like a watchman thing it doesn't have that same tone it tackles more current issues as opposed to Cold War, there's a lot of like racial stuff in there, which they handle fantastically. It's freaking spectacular. It's one okay. of my, like the show's so, so good. I'm really disappointed. They probably won't do another season because um, they wrapped it up really, really nicely. Oh, but I see. here's the thing in the TV show, there is a group of racists that are using Rorschach as their like cult leader. Like he's the guy that they are all, we're like with the Rorschach group. I forget what they're called. And I was like, wait, why is Rorschach like the headpiece for this racist group? Yeah. When you dive back into the graphic novel, there's actually this ongoing like fight between two different newspaper publishing companies. One of them called the New Frontiersman is being read by Rorschach. And that one in the same article that they talk about the fact that why are you villainizing Rorschach for reading us? They go, but the Nazis were cool. We like the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> like literally in the same yeah. sentence, they say like, that, and I was like, don't
1: they? Like they just go on. That's where
0: that comes from.
1: Like they go on straight up to be like, yeah, the Klan were just like They're they were chilling, going for their country
0: and stuff. Yeah, they
1: were fighting it, for the for the conservative values.
0: Exactly, and I just thought that was so so interesting because that's if you've watched the movie and then you're watching the TV show, first of all everything with squids you're like what the heck <laughs> but then also why is rorschach racist i don't get it just, yeah, so just kidding, I think he actually probably was yeah or so i think, I think that's something something there
1: yeah i think that's something that's that's probably worth touching on in terms of like the difference between the comic and the movie that you just really don't get with the movie is yeah. that i think with the movie no the movie definitely had a more heroic nature to it in, in mm-hmm. my opinion whereas like you know, like, you know, it, it's, it's almost straight up good guys fighting for what's good, but that's not really the point of the graphic novel, which mm-hmm. has like this, this whole idea that like, you know, like take Rorschach, for example, in the movie, he's this indomitable force for like, you know, justice and what have you, mm-hmm. uh, but like in the graphic, you go back to the graphic novel, there's this entirely different side to him that you just don't really see like he like you know he, 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 he subscribes to that like hyper conservative uh, newspaper he talks about previous superheroes saying racist things and being like you know they were just fighting for their country and what have you mm-hmm. he's a, like, the point of the graphic novel is that he's a, that almost everyone in this industry in that hero industry is a deeply damaged person and Rorschach especially to the point where like he will fight to his own damnation um, yeah. but so like I think that's definitely another heavy sort of topic to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, But that, that, I mean, you'd have to read the graphic novel and, well, or watch the TV show for that matter. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the
0: graphic novel gives you way more of that gray area of what Mm -hmm. is a quote unquote hero in this universe. And there's one scene in particular that when I watched it in the movie and I, I honestly didn't remember where the where it originated from in the graphic novel is this? It's the dream sequence that Dan Dryberg has, where mm. it's, it's him and um uh, Sally Sally, <laughs> Sally Jupiter, right? Is she Sally? What's her name? Um,
1: Lori. Lori. Lori Jupiter. Laurel.
0: Yeah. Or Sally's no, the
1: uh, Lori. Um, I always forget the proper name. Just basic, I think, is the yeah. her surname in the comic.
0: Silk Spectre, too. The kid. We'll color her that. Um, So it's the two of them and he's having a dream sequence about the two of them walking towards each other and they're both dressed in normie clothes, whatever, whatever. And we see them kind of peel back the outer layer of each other to reveal their costumed counterparts. In the background, we see a nuclear explosion. The key difference between that in the movie and that in the graphic novel is actually in the graphic novel, it's not her walking towards him initially. It's Mm -hmm. actually a female villain. Walking towards him. And I think the overall theme of that is how close like the differences are between the heroes and the villains in this. Right? Like there, there's that, that make sense. Slight difference between the two of them. You peel it back, it's a hero underneath, you peel it back, it's a villain underneath. Like that sort of mentality. And I think it wouldn't have made sense in the movie because they never introduced mm-hmm. that female villain character at all. Yeah. But I think that feeling is truly, truly lost. So when it comes to that reveal of everything that Ozzy Dias has been doing, we're like, oh, he's a bad guy. Oh my God, he's the worst. And then in Mm. the graphic novel, I find myself going like, yeah, but like, but, but also, but maybe, do you know what I mean? That's, there's that questioning element, which is what the graphic novel is meant to leave you with is like, oh, because throughout the graphic novel, there is this underlying like imagery of fighting for peace and killing for peace and weapons mm. of peace. Um, the nuclear bomb is described as a weapon of peace. So it's mm. that underlying concept that is completely lost in the movie. And then they change the ending of the movie, anyways. But I think it would have, the movie ending would land better if they'd established that, like, killing for the sake of peace, like, really underlying thing. So it didn't feel so villainous that that was a choice that was being made.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: Do it. I mean, Talk about the ending. Let's
1: go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so, the one major difference that you will get as a viewer or a reader between the Watchmen uh, movie and what happened in the book is that the ending is almost literally night and day. Um, because, I mean, Michelle's mentioned the squids. What happens in the graphic novel is so ultimately, Ozymandias' plan is to unite the world against like an external threat. Um, in the graphic novel, uh, like he gets a bunch of like geneticists and artists to um to make this like alien creature, and it's he frames it as like an, an alien an interdimensional alien attack on Earth, uh, making this massive squid thing that uh, mysteriously dies on impact while taking out half of New York. <laughs> um, whereas in the movie. Uh, he it's framed as being the wrath of Dr. Manhattan mm-hmm. using different technological things that like wipe out half of, what was it, New York, Beijing, Moscow, like major yeah, cities. Like ma-
0: major cities everywhere.
1: Yeah. Which is like there is so much of a tonal difference there because uh, like it, it it comes from totally different places, doesn't it? This mm-hmm. idea of like humanity uh, going against an alien threat which is like severely sci-fi and what have you versus co- so coming from something internal i.e dr manhattan mm-hmm. um so what did you make of the movie changing the ending to not being an alien threat because i feel like that's a major point of contention to anybody yeah. who's familiar with watch with watchmen
0: so my opinion of that has actually changed over the years and has it yeah, which is really interesting. So when I first saw the movie and I saw that ending, I loved it. I was like, yeah, makes sense. That, that makes sense. Like, the squid yeah. thing's crazy. Like, who does that? <laughs> I couldn't wrap my head around uniting over the squid. I just couldn't do it. It just felt, for a novel that was so grounded in reality, um, yeah. these are real People. these are you know dr manhattan is his own thing these are it's a very a human story i guess is what i would call it to so be yeah. like just kidding here's a squid here's a squid <laughs> with mind control powers because they don't they don't fluff around with that like the thing that yeah, that's why it killed so many people it sent out a psychic blast that blew up everyone's brains. like yeah, it's that's very crazy. specifically a
1: psychic squid that's yeah, like it's not just from a, a squid. psychic's mind
0: Yeah, it's not just a squid that, like, they, like, I I still wouldn't have been on board for dropping a squid on New York, but a psychic squid that you stole a dead kid's brain and took his psychic abilities and turned it into a squid monster. Mm -hmm. Like, that felt like a really, really big stretch for me, whereas the movie version, honestly, in my little brain, made more sense. I was like, yeah, like, that's the one crazy thing on Earth that everyone already knows is there. It doesn't feel like a huge stretch. We already know there's this superpower. And throughout this, this movie, we've been shown that he has no attachment to humanity. And right. the regular humans have seen that, right? They, they've seen that he gives people cancer and that he doesn't even care that he like teleported the whole news station outside. Like mm-hmm. we've been seeing his unraveling. So it doesn't feel like such a stretch for him to just be like, screw everybody. I'm on Mars, blow up the world. So that yeah. felt better to me at the time. Now, since rereading, re-watching, and seeing the TV show, which focuses on the aftermath of the squid, the question that comes to my mind is would people truly have united over Dr. Manhattan? Because he is an American icon. I don't think he would have united the world. Like I don't think Ozzie Mandias being like Dr. Manhattan did this would actually unite the world in the way he wants it to.
1: Do you know um... what I mean? I I definitely see what you mean. The US made
0: this happen to us. Like, that's what it feels like it would have done, as opposed to extraterrestrial squid, because it has no allegiance. Whereas the states fucked up Dr. Manhattan and caused this to happen. Because that's, I don't know, that feels like what the thought process would be. Because people want to be divided. And I Uh, feel like having that little bit of, oh, but he's American, right? The Superman exists and he's American. God exists and he's American. The American dream. Blame America. Don't blame Dr. Manhattan. That's what I think would have actually happened. So I don't buy into it anymore. I prefer the squid. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that, I, think that, I think that makes sense in retrospect. Because, I mean, uh, you know, when I was just a wee little crouton having seen Watchmen for the first time, I, I had the same sort of reaction where, like, you know, of course, everybody would unite over, like, uh, uh, Dr. Manhattan. Because he's a grounded human threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, going back to the, to the graphic novel, after the fact of watching the movie... I had the exact sort of thing of like that where did the squid thing come from, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, even though they, like they hint at things so heavily throughout the course of the graphic novel in yeah. terms of like an island of artists and writers or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like revisiting it now, I mean, I, I definitely get it more in the idea that, yeah, of course, hu- humanity would be more willing to unite over something external. Um, But I think I still almost lean towards the the movie uh, because Doctor Manhattan, I mean, is American or whatever. Um, But at the end of the day, he is still uh, alien to humanity. You know, Mm -hmm. so there would still be a sense of like, especially because they very explicitly uh, say that like you know, or they frame it as Doctor Manhattan is punishing humanity for World War III. So much the fact that he'll even blow up half of New York. American Mm -hmm. city so I I kind of get it but at the same time yeah the 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 external threat of the squid definitely makes more sense to me mind you I haven't seen the tv show Mm -hmm. so I don't have more of an external frame of reference for like where things would have gone following the squid whereas I think the Dr. Manhattan being almost in a way more grounded Mm -hmm. I can infer where that would have come from especially with the way they frame it in the movie um i don't know that that, that's just that's just me i guess i feel
0: like this is just me my like final gripe of the differences the one difference so obviously the ending is the biggest difference like that's huge that's that's absolutely ridiculous if you're gonna change the ending to that degree why the heck do we have the little cat the lynx for bat? the cat i don't know yeah why because the only reason we have him in the graphic novel is because he was the first experience with the genetic manipulation that then yeah. became the squid that's why who's really what's good he doing? what's he doing in the movie then <laughs> yeah, like, you're because... not messing with the genetic manipulation so where the heck are your link's coming from yeah
1: because bubastis is really out of left field in the movie like yeah it, like, yeah it, exactly like in the comics they talk about him going to genetic development and whatever <laughs> so like they talk about yeah bubastis bu- 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 was my First, the first creation that really succeeded. So of course Mm -hmm. he'd have this this reaction. But then you get to the movie, and suddenly there's this monster links that's
0: with no explanation in the movie. Like literally just just... oh here's my cat thing.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it just like walks around a corner.
0: Yeah, it felt like it was there as a tease for people who had read the graphic novel because that led us to think that the ending wouldn't be different because almost everything else about the ending was exactly the same. Like pretty much the fight scene, the what happens to Rorschach, like all of all of the other pieces are the exact same, except what happens to New York slash the world. Mm -hmm. And I just I'm like, you can't just change that one bit. You can't just change that. That
1: that, that really felt like it came in just for the sake of having the imagery of Bibasus.
0: Having in the promotional materials, and they're like, cool, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So the, the thing I will say, so now we've kind of discussed a lot of the differences, I want just to give like a little bit of time to the similarities or the things that we're done super duper well between the adaptations. Oh, definitely.
1: Because um, I think there's a lot to be said about what they did right in this movie. Because exactly. I, I, I
0: exactly. almost
1: feel like, it, at least for me, someone who wasn't really into cinema at the time, that was what introduced Zack Snyder to me as a director mm-hmm. because of the job he did on Watchmen.
0: Oh, interesting. No, I'd seen 300 before that.
1: See, I had but. seen 300 before that. But I didn't know who directed it.
0: Oh, okay, fair. I mean, you know, I became a film student, so we know I'm all about that <laughs> <laughs> a film. student who reads it before she watches it. So I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> anyway, I, the things I loved about, about the movie is actually part of what is in the graphic novel. At the end of each chapter, there's like a little quote. A lot of them are m- music quotes. Um there's a lot of references to different songs in the graphic novel and most of those songs are carried over into the movie and they have just as much if not the same impact and oh, yeah. I love that. The I love it. the music in the movie. In the
1: movie. Oh, the only
0: one I'm not a fan of is the Watchtower song when they're invading the base. I'm like that's so obvious get out of here. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was just
0: like Slapping me in the face. They're called the Watcher in the Watchtower. Like, let's go. That, that sounds, that <laughs> sounds like to the say, was stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah, like as opposed to say the, the sound of silence during uh, Eddie Blake's funeral.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, it,
1: easily one of my favorite se- sequences put of uh, musical sequences to put to film.
0: Yeah, that one. And honestly, I give it a lot of shit in my real life. But um, the sex scene, the the sex scene, it is uh... so true to the graphic novel. And it has Hallelujah playing in the uh,
1: oh that that one background?
0: yeah sorry I was trying and, to think of
1: like which scene
0: <laughs> yeah it was like the only true sex scene yeah you know, the,
1: yeah because there's like one and a half sex scenes in the movie
0: yeah. depends like who what's your definition of sex well, first because um, there's one like did... the rape scene the impotent scene and then I was the thinking sex of scene. the
1: one in the living room
0: <laughs> yeah the one that almost scene, didn't too. happen yeah. So there there's there's sexual content for anybody who's just curious about it.
1: Ooh, but yeah. I think
0: the sex scene music upon re-watching and rereading, I think they nailed it. Because Ooh, yeah. the sex scene represents so much more than sex in the grand scheme of the film and the graphic novel. And I think the inclusion of that song kind of helps that be the case. It's very awkward, but that's very true to the graphic novel. How unbelievably yeah. awkward all the sex scenes are between um the two characters between silk specter and night owl because i'm calling them them by their super names because they're only capable of having sex <laughs> when they're in their costumes, I
1: mean, which says a true. lot
0: about like the mental state of all of the costumed people
1: yeah And i mean like that is that's another thing that they get into um kind of with with like that, that, that they touch on with the movie which mm-hmm. i really liked that they that they and I mean, you know, nature of adaptation and all that, they don't have time to get into like the nitty gritty other than what they got to with the opening sequence.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: there's so much neuroses that, 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 that's inherently tied within the characters to their superhero identities. Yeah. Which is like- Well,
0: one scene in particular that I wish was in the actual movie because I've also, I've seen the movie and I've seen the extended edition now. Um, in the yeah. regular movie, we don't see the death of Hollis Mason.
1: in the extended
0: movie we do and that scene really I think does a such a good job to kind of explain the neuroses and just like the misunderstanding of the real world that some of these heroes have even in retirement because as he's literally being murdered like he's getting his his shit pushed in by this gang he is flashing back and forth between his reality of getting hurt and him as his hero self fighting the villains And Mm -hmm. as he swings a punch, you'll see it not connect with the gang member, but it'll connect with that villain in the funny mask, or this dude in the funny outfit, and this, this, this. And it just shows how disconnected he is, literally right up to the moment of his death. And I think it adds so much for Night Owl's character, his reaction to Hollis Mason's death. So I'm really disappointed they took that out, because I think it rounds out his character as honestly more than just, like, a fanboy of Silk Spectre. Because that's what they made him seem like. Especially when they did the flashback scene of him first meeting Silk Spectre, and he's like looking at her, but then she's looking at Doctor Manhattan. That's not the case. Like that, that wasn't true. Their relationship really came out of being the only heroes left at that point, and having that connection. They that wasn't established previous. So I didn't yeah, like that they like felt the need sh- to establish that.
1: Yeah, like like he straight up took up the mantle of Night Owl. Yeah, once like the old one retired, because he was such yeah. a fan of the, of the guy, like the actual exactly. guy. Exactly.
0: Exactly. He, he was such a fan and he, in the graphic novel, there's a lot more building of their relationship and how he is this father figure to Dan Dryberg because his own father didn't like him and didn't appreciate the fact that Dan was really into airplanes and ornithology and mythology. Yeah. And he was this big old nerd. Whereas Hollis Mason created the night owl. So of course they're going to have this, this really great relationship and this building of trust. That just wasn't established as much in the movie as it could have been. And I wanted, I like, I didn't love the way they did the gang members in the movie. So I'm kind of happy they're cut out. But I wish Alice yeah. Mason's death was still in the movie because I think it was bigger than people thought it was in terms oh, of, the of the that. graphic novel. So yeah, we're supposed to be saying things that I like. And I'm just like, no, more. Things that <laughs> but I mean, it's technically in the movie if you watch the extended edition, which I don't know if I fully recommend watching the extended edition because it's a lot
1: it's like three and a half hours hours? it's a lot
0: it's a lot to take in and if there was i don't know if it exists an extended edition out there that doesn't have the black freighter interspersed within if that exists watch that and then watch the black freighter separate that would be good viewing so one final thing and this is a weird thing that i actually really liked about the movie that is different from the graphic novel that i appreciated the difference of is actually the changing of silk Spectre's outfit
1: oh yeah yeah so that's so, something that I like for all, all the heroes actually
0: yeah especially like hers was super noticeable the comedian was super noticeable his second iteration of his outfit instead of wearing yeah. like the, the wrestler mask almost he just had the eyepieces mm-hmm. and I I just I liked that look better I thought the other look was stupid but Silk yeah. Spectre in particular I really really liked because it it still had the silhouette of her original mm-hmm. outfit so if we can put up a photo of her movie outfit. It's all that latex, that yellow latex with the black on top. In the graphic novel, that black is the fabric and everything else is a yellow like see-through thingy that goes on top. Um, Yeah, it's
1: a lot more modern.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is way, it feels more modern. It still feels just as like sexy as it's really supposed to feel because it's that really tight latex. It's still very high cut. It still has that silhouette. But yeah. I just, I loved that they changed it. And I don't know necessarily the why behind it, but that previous outfit, there's no way you could film a movie without just all of the poor actresses bits being everywhere. Like, there's yeah, no way you're not flipping all over the place. I so I, I love that. Yeah, it was it was just like, and you move at all and you're so exposed and that's not okay. Um, yeah, so I love that it's still sexy, but it's still, it's, it still feels more functional, I guess.
1: Honestly, yeah. And of. I think, speaking to him, although maybe more to my personal tastes as far as like superhero designs Mm -hmm. i for as much difference as there was in the actor i really loved the change that they made to ozymandias's outfit Mm -hmm. because it felt like it it was such like a modern it had such a a modern look that i really dug as opposed to like the one you get in the comics which is almost like classical greek egyptian whatever
0: yeah i think uh, i don't know how i feel because I the graphic novel one felt really it made sense for his his roots i guess or yeah his passions, like his whole greek thing that he was after and then this one felt very like batman and robin nipple suit to me which worked <laughs> but also did yeah. I, I think it, pay tribute I think it in the way the it, previous did
1: i think it worked in the sense that like it it more fit in with say comedian and night owl how they're no. like they had very modern costumes even in the car co- even in the comic book night owl had mm-hmm. a very modern costume yeah but then you put him next to ozymandias who mm-hmm. looked like he would fit with the minute men more than the watchmen
0: true very very true and i mean the comedian got up upgrade so why not him yeah true. Not? <laughs> and 100% accurate, 100% true and rorschach yeah. 100 accurate 100 true and it still felt like it made sense for him i loved The way they did like his shifting mask because that is a thing that is how the fabric is supposed to work like there's a whole story behind that and I loved I loved just how they portrayed it in in the film I just thought it was so good and they added that little nugget scene in the jail cell or in the jail block where he gets his mask back from his psychiatrist or whatever that scene's not in the graphic novel Mm -hmm. I appreciate that scene I loved that what do you see as he puts yeah. the mask on whatever that line was to to the doctor just I think that was so good to me
1: yeah for like for as many things as they did differently from the comic book i did have to appreciate many of the things that they added we talk about that intro off the off the very top which mm-hmm. like wasn't in the graphic novel at all but like it does such mm-hmm. a good job of portraying the story and like even the things that they added or because they had inevitably had to change like rorschach getting his mask back his costume back mm-hmm. Like, those do such a good job of maintaining sort of the tone of what the movie is carrying. Mm-hmm. Which, like... For sure. And like, that, and that really is such a good line, though. What do you see?
0: Yeah. So, oh, also, it was so the, epic.
1: Also, the voice that guy put on.
0: Oh, so... Okay, so I did a little googling. Um, and I feel bad that I already forgot the actor's name. Uh, Hurley I'm, is the last name. John Earl Hurley? Something of that nature. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody on the comments. But this actor... I'm giving him mad kudos because the moment they were looked like there was a whisper in the wind that they were going to make a Watchmen movie he's like I need to be Rorschach like he went out for that role specifically him and his agent filmed his audition tape at home in a makeshift Rorschach outfit like oh, really? that was how dedicated he was to getting this role and he's perfect in it he is mm. like the, the casting's good he is 10 out of 10 Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark perfection in my mind for this role. The best scene for him by far is the I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked Ooh, in here with yeah. me. Oh my god. Yeah, like, goodness. Like, like, like that
1: that's a line that I've memed many times in the past, but like it is such a good delivery for <laughs> that scene.
0: It's so iconic and it's in the graphic novel, but we don't see how it's said in the graphic novel because it yeah. is the psychiatrist saying that it was something that was said. So they had enough room to play with how it was going to be said. And mm. I just thought it was beautiful and perfect. And that whole sequence in the jail, everything with Rorschach, honestly, I don't really have any complaints about his, his story, the portrayal of his story. I'm pretty happy with it. Like I adore him.
1: Minus the fact that he like might be how,
0: racist.
1: Yeah. Like, like I've definitely talked about like how, just how much, I don't know conspiracy or hyper conservative whatever there is to Rorschach in the comics, like that they just don't get to in the movie. I've talked about like how much of a difference there is to say how he's described in the book to to the handsome man that he is in in the movie. Let's be real here, but that said, there couldn't have been a more perfect casting for Rorschach.
0: Good for that guy. Good for him. Just kudos for him because he like that was great. He's so good. That's <laughs> part of the movie, I'd say like definitely the best part
1: so i think the big question here then if someone is completely new to watchmen if they haven't read it if they haven't watched it heaven forbid this is their first introduction and they don't know anything any of the plot points (laughs) would you tell them to read it first or would you tell them to watch the movie
0: this feels like a really stressful question even though like you know, we wrote this question for this. It's
1: <laughs> um, true, isn't
0: it? it? It it's stressful. It feels like I have somebody's life in my hands, and no. Um, <laughs> despite the fact that I'm a self-proclaimed reader and that I mm. read it first, I actually think I would recommend the movie first. Really? Yes, because the movie. I think the movie is ruined by the graphic novel if you've read the graphic novel i don't think you'll get the full enjoyment of the movie but i don't think it works in reverse so i think if you watch the movie first and read the graphic novel you'll still be able to truly appreciate the graphic novel for everything else that it is whereas you'll be disappointed with the movie if you read the graphic novel first but if you don't know what you're missing it feels like a complete pretty good film so i would say do that so watch the movie read the graphic novel then watch the tv show (laughs) because the tv show comes from the graphic novel ending so in that order it will all make sense to you that makes sense what do you think what's your
1: okay so question god that really is stressful isn't it um okay so i'm a self-proclaimed watcher usually i tend to watch the thing because I don't know, it works towards my easily distracted mind or whatever. And then if I liked it enough, I'll go back to the source material, which has happened on several occasions for as much love as I give, as I give the graphic novel. I think I agree with you hundred percent. I would say watch the movie because it really is like its own 100% self-contained thing. And then if you like the movie, the graphic novel has so much more to offer you. So I would say watch the movie then read the graphic novel for Mm -hmm. all the additional context that it delivers Mm -hmm. and I can't speak to the tv show but I guess watch that afterwards
0: yeah watch it watch it of all the things I feel like tv show no I like the graphic novel a lot the tv show (laughs) is just as good I was gonna say the tv show is better but I'm like that's aggressive of a statement and I don't know if I fully support whatever that but it's very good also so you get three really solid Watchmen things. So if you like mm. any of them, you'll like, I think all of them truly, because they carry enough similarities for you to, to enjoy all of them. So that's that's where we're at.
1: Yeah, so we have our answer.
0: We did it. Good job, everybody. Pat on the back. <laughs> so high this five. has been... Oh, oh I was like, can we do like, oh, it's like a slap of the camera. It's not like a virtual high five. It doesn't work quite as soon. What if we did like... Whoop? doesn't <laughs> work no such thing as a virtual high five sorry everybody uh, i'm afraid not so, although if so you want to slide your screen let me end this ashley
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so with all of that said this has been reader watch we talked about the watchman graphic novel and the watchman movie which i don't have a physical copy of because you know <laughs> stream it online <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for watching i've been michelle i've been ashton so make sure you like comment subscribe do all of the youtube Jags check out our social medias they are down below and that's it we will see you in the next one bye